comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. together from the cosmic reaches of the universe, here in this great hall of justice, are the most powerful forces of good ever assembled. I am Supergirl. I am the Flash. My name is Oliver Queen. I had to become the Green Arrow. Dedicated to truth. Justice and peace for all mankind. Hey everybody, welcome to the DC TV Podcast, episode 90. Alright, we're almost up to 100. What are we going to do for 100, guys? Oh no, man. No, we'll no. probably record a podcast. i got to think about that. That's I'll eat spaghetti. Me... We'll have big yeah, spaghetti here, dinner. So I'll do that myself. That's normal. I mean, that's, that's just called... Monday. Or any day that ends in the letter Y. Or Wednesday. Or yesterday. Okay. Um, well, we got a full deck of DCTV once again. Six full episodes of all of our favorite shows. Gotham, Lucifer, Supergirl, The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, and Arrow. And we had a new arrival in the DCTV universe this week, which I think we'll talk about briefly at the beginning of the show. I don't know if we're going to be covering it every week, though. Um, it's uh, Powerless. Um, on, on NBC... I don't know what just rumble. Is there thunder? I hear thunder. Uh, the dogs just ran, just jumped off the bed because they heard something else. So it's dog thunder. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Puppy thunder, oh, I prefer. Puppy thunder. It's thunder. the worst kind. It's the worst Puppy kind. Puppy thunder. The man who sold all that grease paint and eyeshadow to all those people on the boardwalk circus in Gotham this week, Mr. Daryl Taylor. I want my makeup back. I saw, that's what I wanted to know. In the middle of a blackout, where did they get all that makeup and how are they able to apply it? They were well the same people that did uh, Mr. Terrific's hair. Right. They have a makeup team exactly. as well. Oh, I see. Okay. You didn't know that. The Very uh, well, thank you for explaining that to me. The mm-hmm. Gypsy of Earth thirty three, Miss Jerry Atkinson. Yes, that is me. I just want my stapler back from Gotham. That's all. Just my stapler. <laughs> <laughs> We'll talk about when we get there, but I couldn't believe they actually had a giant cannon with a giant fuse. Go <laughs> crazy. He's like they trying to get out of here. He's like, uh, am I watching Gotham or Looney Tunes? What's going on? A little bit of both. A little bit it's of like both. comic noir. It's like they have the, the campiness, but also like the darkness. It's right. kind of cool. It is kind of cool. And we'll talk yeah. about it very soon. And mm-hmm. the original candidate for the new Black Canary, but he couldn't fit in the suit. Mr. Richard the Chub Toad Sheldon, and I wouldn't have wanted to see that anyway. Well, he tried. I'm just uh, saying I'm taking this to the Supreme Court. They should not have to make me fit a certain body type. I don't want sorry. To, I'm sorry. I, I just don't want to see you in that just suit, saying. buddy. I'm sorry. Just saying. If, no. if the guys could sue for the Hooters outfits, I can sue for that. Oh, go. man. But do you have the canary cry? Oh, they'll be crying. <laughs> I know you got the crying down, but not the canary cry. It's specific. Is it like doves crying or no? No, no. That's okay. Not, that's not oh. what it sounds like when doves cry. 
You sure about that? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, pretty sure. Okay, I'm pretty sure. I have that album. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about the new arrival this week first. Let's talk about Powerless. It's a, it's a okay. comedy. It's right. on NBC. It's a uh-huh. little bit of a different take on the superhero genre as we okay. know it. Uh-huh. Um, Vanessa Hudgens is the lead, and she's cute as a button. Uh-huh. i got to give her yeah, that. Yes, she is. She's, she's cute, cute as, as a button. Um, a lot of yeah. other comic actors from a lot of other shows are in this. Alan Tudyk yep. from Firefly, and you've got yep. um, you know, actors from Community and Parts of Rec and all kinds of stuff going on. Yep. Um, it takes place in Charm City, and it's uh, Wayne... Enterprises or Van Wayne Enterprises. It's run by Wayne, Bruce Wayne's cousin Van, who is played by yeah. Alan Tudyk. Um, and they're coming up with ways to, de- to defend the public from superhero violence, like you know, collateral damage. It's kind of like a twist on damage control, the old comic by uh, Dwayne McDuffie. Well, they're not, not insurance, though. Not insurance and not nearly as well written. Uh, what did you guys think of Powerless? My first thought was Daryl's going to hate this. Daryl legit hates this. That was my first thought, seriously. Really? It was super campy, super... It almost seemed like a Saturday morning live-action show. You know when they used to have those? Like, like, oh, yeah, I remember. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's what it seemed like. Very campy. All the voice narratives, you know, with Adam West doing one. And, yeah, I noticed and, that. Oh. Yeah, I like that. I thought it was cute, and then the second thought was Chubb's legit going to want to have sex with robots, and then I liked it. I thought it was cute. It wasn't um, great. I hate to bring it to you, but that's not new for Chubb. Yeah, that's not a new thing either. That's, been, like a, that's been a standing order for a while, I think. I'm, I'm pretty sure we've discussed this on this show before. Probably right, in the chat in the morning. Yeah, if, if not... <laughs> Not on the show, definitely on the bloopers. So. Uh, definitely. <laughs> he saw the cartoon ghost in the show, and ever since then. There you go. I think that the show was was ridiculous, over the yeah. top, just kind of dumb in parts, but I, I liked it. And not so much because of what this episode was, but because of the potential it has, like you mentioned, all the names that are in it, there's some very, there's very good chance for a, a good cast chemistry and comedic genius here. It just wasn't evident in this episode. So you're judging on what it could be rather than what you saw. Yeah, what I saw was was ridiculous. I, I liked it. You know, in the sense of not having to think popcorn liked it and some of the little Easter egg references and whatnot. But overall, it was just kind of kind of ridiculous. But I think that what they have set up has potential. I just don't know if they'll execute. But I'm going to give it a chance. I mean, I wa- watching stupid half-hour sitcoms is kind of my guilty pleasure. So I'll, I'll watch it. But I do give up on sitcoms pretty easily if they get just so stupid that it's just beyond ridiculous. And this one has that possibility. But I'm going to be open to it for the time being, mainly because of my guilty pleasure of sitcoms and the genre that it's fitting into. Didn't I say we had to cut this short so we don't take too long? You, you, you just that took said me you like liked it. 60 you... seconds. A long second. I, I knew he wouldn't like it. See, look, he's already. No, I listen. Let me, let me, let me finish. Let the man speak. Uh, get ready, because it's the end of the world. I'm, I'm writing it down. Go ahead. The I date. Actually, I kind of enjoyed it. I did. I actually did. It was <laughs> stupid. Listen, if they take it away tomorrow, I won't miss it. Won't even mention it. Probably forget about it the next day. 
But the 30 minute, well, not even 30 minutes because I watched it on Hulu without commercials, mm-hmm. which makes me like it probably Bragging. more than I would have had to watch right. those damn commercials. Humble brag. It, it was just a, it was just a silly little thing. It reminded me the vibe reminded me of a little bit of the Good Place at first, like it's very yes. silly. Yes. Um, but then you know the Good Place it, it took it it went in a different direction, but it was still funny and all that. But I I did enjoy it. I like Ron Funches. I like Alan. Ron Funches is the best. He's funny, and I like Ron uh, Alan uh, Tudyk. Uh, I mean, just the, just him being that he's just a uh, somebody who wants Bruce's attention. Like he's the cousin that, that Bruce won't pay attention to, and of course we know why. But it's so steeped in DC lore that yeah, I mean, they had the Crimson Fox and Jack O' Lantern. I know, so it's up. just it's. But I know going in, that's what we're getting. It's not like Legend of the Lame where they flip <laughs> right. it so much, like they go campy than not and campy than not it's not like that i you know going in the first two seconds that it's going to be that kind of tone and they're going to keep that tone um so just a little thing i mean as a comic fan it's, you know and like i'm a dc marvel fan especially with mainstream comics so when they throw little things out there like that you know, like they did in this show, and little things, just little things. I mean, it just, it, it, you know, I, I was just gonna say my favorite part of the whole show was the Easter eggs, like those little, yeah. like seeing Chris and Fox, Jack O' Lantern, uh, right. the bit where he was talking about why Bruce is so hard to get a hold of all the time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, things like that, you know, little little nods like that. Yeah. I just, I felt like, and I felt this way through the whole thing. I just felt like they were trying too hard. Like through the whole episode, they just seemed like they had some yeah. funny, they had some funny people. There were some funny gags. You know, there's some really good comedic actors there, and and Rich is right. You know, this could, these, you know, there is a potential for some chemistry there. Okay, but I just felt like this episode tried way too hard, and I don't know if that's the because it's the pilot, or if the you know they're trying they're just trying to milk this premise for everything it's worth or what. But it just seemed well, like I don't. I mean, this has been retooled and retooled yeah. more than once, so right. I don't know what the next episode is going to be like. But for the little, yeah. the first episode, it. I mean, I just, I went into it with no expectations, too. I right. went into it with no expectations. I thought I would probably wind up hating this. I did, but, too. But I, did, again, I, I, didn't, I, did, I didn't hate it. I just thought they were, they were trying too hard, and I'm not sure if, uh, you know, it could, go, it could go either way at this point. After it could go either way. I don't even know what it's going to be like next week when I watch I'm it. I'm just but... wondering how it's coming across with general audiences. That's, that you know... We're, we are a different breed watching this, and we're more the target for it, but considering it's a network show. I don't think we are the target for it. Don't no, think so. no, I, I don't think, that, think I we think are. It's precious and adorable. It doesn't seem like it's for hardcore fans. No. This no. is for the, I know what Batman's like on a, like a, somebody would go see the movies or, or you know, like a kid who, who would play the yeah. video games or something like that. It's for them, or you know, yeah. like you can watch with your kid. It's for them. Like Every, everybody they, knows, everybody knows Bruce Wayne is Batman. You know, I right? Mean, that's like, like general knowledge. Like your general, general viewer is going to know that. Yeah. Your general viewer is not going to know who the, who the hell like Crimson Fox and Jack O'Lantern are. So no. those are nice little Easter eggs that they throw to us nerds. But I we do. Don't I, need I, it, but they right, don't need it. I agree with yeah. Daryl. I mean, I think it really is trying to reach a broader audience because I mean, all the things that were major to the story that were referenced were things that people know, like like you know Bruce Wayne and all that. Kind you of know stuff. who this is? This is for the and my hating the movie aside, taking that away from that. 
this is for the audience that likes the Marvel movies, the Marvel, especially the Guardians of the Galaxy. Don't care about any of the comic book stuff, I really. But they just would sit back and giggle at it. Like, they would sit back with their kid and be like, you know, it's cute, it's funny. Watch this before we go, you know, like, we watch this before bedtime. You know, that type of thing. That's what they're going for. And it and it's an audience that... it There is that audience out there that likes that. They don't care about the, you know, the little nuances and details and stuff because they don't read the comics. Right. They didn't grow up with the comics. They just know there's just things that you can get away with this more with DC than you can with Marvel because DC has a lot of superheroes that are kind of just well-known like Aquaman is easy ones. Aquaman, Wonder right. Woman, Superman, Batman. It's just it's pretty straightforward. And then you can slide some, some names that they might not know, but that's basically what this is. And that's, the audience that they're trying to go for, and it might. Well, I have no idea what the ratings well, were. That's the audience they're going to have to get if they want to stay on NBC. Exactly. Yeah. They don't want the audience like NBC and CBS and and ABC. They're not going to get. To, they're not. Do, they're not going to do uh, superhero shows like that to get that type of. They're not going to get that audience that they want right, right. away. Well, the numbers, those they, the, the numbers that CW makes on its superhero shows are great for CW, but they would be right. like not as good. Right. I mean, that's why <laughs> Supergirl ended up on on CW. You know? Exactly, and why Constantine didn't work on on NBC. Yeah, agreed. Because those numbers are not what they want. Because they're not going. They'll get us, but they're not going to get not enough. The casual somebody's wife would watch like a you know like a. Like Jim's wife might watch this with the kids in the room. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's 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 that type of thing. If it if it if if it attracts their attention, like the kids, if it attracts their attention, I can see parents just sitting back and watching it. And it's Vanessa Hutchinson is cute enough, and you like her she's right adorable. away. She's adorable. So she you you really would sit back and and you would you wouldn't want to turn it off. It's the, nothing on this show is offensive to the point where you'd want to turn it off, and that's the audience that they're going for. So we basically agree... Did you guys see The Minutemen? Hmm? Did you guys see The Minutemen? I thought somebody told you something. Did you see The Minutemen? It was like a show very much like this. It even had a cute little adorable... Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what this reminds me of. Yeah, but the problem with The Minutemen is that no one knew about the show was on. I remember that. It was adorable, adorable, but I mean, the only problem... I think the problem with that show wasn't... I think if nobody knew about it, and there were yeah. no superhero oh. TV shows on, so it just when people mentioned Minutemen, I, nobody knew. Like a lot I of did, people just didn't. Yeah. I didn't know when it was on. I didn't watch it till after it was over. Somebody told me about yeah, it. Yeah, that's so. that's kind of. Well, what I happened. look forward to it, but yeah, it was gone before you could blink an eye. Exactly. So just to put an hey, underline. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was right, gonna. Go nope. I was just gonna crack a joke about. I thought we weren't gonna talk about it that long, Daryl, but. Right. That's what I was I was trying to do was trying to wrap it up and move on. So Yeah. So if you want to make your joke, go ahead, but that'll keep yeah, you going uh, longer and then I can make a joke about you going on too long. <laughs> <laughs> so to put an underline on it, we thought it was good but not great. Was that the consensus? Uh, right. Entertaining for like twenty, twenty, thirty minutes. Okay. Yes. So, so far. So average on the on the powerless, I guess I, I know I'll keep watching it to see what happens. Um, I will too. See if it improves. Definitely. Yeah. Only on Hulu, though, with no commercial. There you go. Twenty. This uh, this half hour is twenty two minutes. Hmm. <laughs> it, it is well worth that four bucks a month. Well worth it. Oh, totally. Oof, yeah. Oh my goodness. Solid brother. Eight commercials. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about Gotham. 
Mm, yeah, what a good episode. I'm sorry. Spoiler, yeah. I like this one a lot. Uh, Gotham, Mad City, colon, The Gentle Art of Making Enemies. Now, sh- this may come as a shock to you guys. This is already the winter finale of Gotham. Did you guys know that? What? I didn't know that. It is. It's crazy. It is, oh, it is crazy. That, maybe that's why Frank Miller needs to get a check from this story. <laughs> it's Purge Night. Maybe the people who had the Purge movie should get a check, too. <laughs> Them, too. This is a couple of people who need a check from this yeah, episode. No doubt. And a um, good one. The episode starts out with uh, an interesting story between the lady who runs the Court of Owls and some older dude who has the Gordon family ring on his finger, and they're in cahoots together. And we find out at the end of the episode that this is uh, Gordon's Uncle Frank. It's like the stinger of the episode. He comes in Mm -hmm. to see Jim. He's like, oh, it's been a long time. It's when Jim's pouring himself a drink at like 6 a.m. at the end of the episode. I knew it was the (laughs) uncle. You know how I knew? Prophecy. Mm -hmm. Ah, that was last week. <laughs> Your name's not Played Jefferson. Played by a character actor that's been in a lot of good stuff. Oh, yeah. Was it Michael Parks? No. Yeah. Um, so, Gotham is having purge night. Uh, the lights are out. Everybody's uh, Things are exploding beneath them, and uh, the Court of Owls decides to sit back and watch. Okay? Um, everything's going to hell at Gotham City Police Department. Um, Gordon says if they can take out Jerome, then the rest will fall. Um, mm-hmm. but they don't know where he is. So Lee was the only one to talk to him. So he goes to Lee. Lee, of course, gives him some attitude that he rightfully deserves. Always. He, he's like, he, she's like, he seemed really distressed that we were broken up. <laughs> but then, uh, she met, realizes that he, uh, mentioned Bruce. So, uh, Gordon's like, oh crap. So he has to, he's on his way to Wayne Manor with, uh, um, you know, with Bullock and uh, and uh, to save Bruce from from Jerome. Meanwhile, at Wayne Manor, the lights are out. They're getting candles, and boom, Jerome and his buddies show up, and they kind of beat the crap out of Alfred. And they're about to kill Bruce. And Bruce, I gotta say, this episode, this yeah. he was the most Batman yeah. I've ever seen. This kid. Oh, it's heavy yeah. Batman. He was. I, bat- I, he was... I feel like we saw Batman born in this right. episode. He saw a little bat. He definitely saw some Batman here. He's oh, on, yes. He's about to kill Bruce, and Bruce is like, wait. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm Bruce Wayne. I'm like the ruling elite. You need an audience, man. You can't just do this here. That would be boring, you know? And Jerome is like, I know you're stalling for time to live longer, but you're right. Let's go. So he takes. I like little, he was that dumb. I like right, that, too. Right. So he takes. Yeah. yeah, I was, too. So they take Bruce away, and then Alfred is there, and I love the bit Alfred does. He's like, oh, you're going to shoot me with that machine gun? You're going to hit me with that? You know, he names off the weapons that he had, the guys in front of him have. So Gordon, who is hiding in the wings, knows who to shoot first. Right. My question, why didn't he shoot the guy with the machine gun first? Uh, I don't know either. Yeah. Anyway, so um, Bruce goes to the boardwalk. He gets a face painting, which was fun. And yeah. <laughs> Good times. Good times. Good times. And uh, Jerome uh, is going to make a spectacle out of him by uh, handcuffing him to a pole and shooting him with a giant cartoonish cannon. Oh, I had a uh, nickel. F- oh, I'm telling you. We've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> Not only does he dump like a giant, comically giant cannonball in there, but like a big pile of knives and um, what else? Glass and rocks, like all this stuff. I call that Tuesday. <laughs> You live, you live a rougher life than I do, Daryl. <laughs> anyway, um, so as um, Bruce is there uh, chained to this thing, Gordon and Bullock make their way in. They're looking for Jerome. They see him and Bruce, and then 
all hell breaks loose. And yes. uh, the strike team comes in. Uh, they're all fighting these uh, clowns, you know, Jerome's followers or whatever. There's a lot of fist fighting, a lot of gunfire. And then Bruce and Jerome end up in the Hall of Mirrors. Not only a, sh- not only a shout out to Dark Knight Returns, right? But also a shout out to like Game of Death and uh, what is the Lady from Shanghai and all the other movies oh, yeah. that have ended with the House oh, yeah. of Mirrors, right? So in the House of Mirrors, Jerome is like trying to psych Bruce out. Bruce waits for Jerome to get to get behind Jerome. He jumps him. They fight. He ends up ends up able to take Jerome down. He's beating him ruthlessly, and Jerome tells him to go ahead and kill him. And yeah, Bruce he thinks him, Alfred is dead. Yeah. Right, because he thinks Alfred is dead, so he wants to take it out on Jerome, of course. And he has a big piece of glass in his hand, and then he stops and sees himself in a mirror, about to kill Jerome. And he hated his makeup. And he, yes, his makeup was running all down his face. It didn't look good. No. So he puts the glass down. And he kind of he, he he grabs the gun and leaves and leaves Jerome there on the floor. Almost knocks he his says, face. All right, Martha. Martha. Yeah. He said Martha. He's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? Wait, Why'd you say that? Wrong movie. Uh, wrong show. Anyway. Uh, Bruce makes his way out of the uh, Hall of Mirrors. He sees Alfred. They have a tearful reunion because he thought Alfred was dead. Oh, they loved each other. Father Jerome, and son. Jerome runs out of the House of Mirrors and Gordon like starts to fight him and like punches his face clean off. Sure does. <laughs> and they, uh, they save Bruce and they take him in. And then at the end... Yeah. When Bruce is up or being patched up by Alfred, Bruce uh, makes his vow that he will not kill. Well, he made him. Well, I like how Alfred made him decide. You have right. to have a code. If you're going to do this, why are you doing this? And why is, are you training for? Is right. What he right. Says. Yeah. All right. He had to make him declare his code. And she said, Shucker. The other storyline in this episode is the uh, impending demise, or so we think, of Oswald Cobblepot, right? Yeah. Um, he goes thinking he's saving Ed from kidnappers. Uh, Ed asks, are you here with just these two guys? And Oswald's like, yes. And Ed shoots them both. He goes, good. I knew I, now I won't have to reload. And he points the gun at Oswald. <laughs> Oswald is confused as hell. He has no what's idea. He doesn't understand what's going on. And then Ed takes him around to the other side of the garage. And he says, you see that car? That was the car Isabella died in, and you killed her, and I know it was you, and you can't talk yeah. your way out of this. Damn it. So he straps him to the car, and instead of just shooting him like he said he was going to, he puts up an elaborate death trap. Of course he does. Because there's no way you could ever get out. I'm going to leave this elaborate no. death trap and then leave you alone, because there's no, no way you could possibly get out of this. Of course not. So, so far, Penguin has, what, he, he dumped into Gotham River after mm-hmm. being shot by Gordon. Mm-hmm. Yep. He, he right. made it out of a car crusher when they left him in the car crusher to die. Remember that? And he cell phoned his way oh, out of it. Oh, I forgot about yep. that, yeah. Yep. And now this. It was like a vat of acid hanging above him and a block of ice weighing it down that's melting away under a, a candle or something, some sort of fire or whatever. Oh, So, yeah. anyway, right. the ice is about to break and Oswald's about to die. And the security guard for the garage just happens to walk in. And he says, I'm the mayor of Gotham. And he looks at me and he goes, yeah, you are the mayor of Gotham. What have you done? Exactly. <laughs> like that. that was funny. Like, you know I can't trust you. That was funny. But he gets Oswald, of course, out in the nick of time uh, before the acid falls upon him. And then uh, soon after, uh, Oswald uh, escapes the death trap. He's accosted by Barb and Tab. And Barb and Tab and Butch... 
are acting like they don't know where Ed is. So they want Oswald to give it up where Ed is, where Ed is. And then Oswald realizes that, you know, Ed said I didn't love him because I wasn't able to sacrifice for him. But you know what? I will sacrifice for him because I'm not going to tell you where he is. And it turns out Ed was there the whole time and they were just trying mm -hmm. to break him down. So Ed is a little confused by this turn of events, but nonetheless takes yeah. it up to Gotham Rhythm River, shoots Oswald in the chest and drops him in the river at the end of the episode. Again, this is the second time, right? I know, this is yeah. the second time. Is he, gonna, is he gonna get a ride back with those same jocks the first time they fell in the river? Remember? No. Anyway, so that's your season finale of Gotham. I'm not sure, but this is quite possibly my favorite episode of Gotham. I'm not sure, but I think it is. This was an A, A plus, A plus plus. I loved everything from the giant cannon to everything with Jerome's Joker. Um, I, you know, of course, it's not the end of Penguin, but was sad to see Penguin floating ever down into the depths of the river. But all in all, this I just I loved this episode. Definitely my favorite of this season, if not for the series. Jerry. Hey, hey, it was it was fun. Oh, and I was like yelling at the screen. It was like watching a movie. It wasn't it wasn't like TV quality. It really was a movie to me. It was there was lots of Jeopardy in it. And then there's lots of absurd stuff like the cannon and the stapling of the face. And the I know you had to stop to restaple. I like how you had to stop and restaple a couple of times. That was Seriously. Cool. <laughs> it's, it's just it was so great. It was really good. Yeah. So a. I'd give it an A. Yeah, this this is. I mean, this was so Batman like. Like the journey of Batman is here is is be really beginning now. Like you really feel it. Like I'm ready for the. I'm ready for the the cut to six years from now or something, and he's coming back to Gotham after training. Like I'm ready for that. Like that's. That's how into it, like how much of a Batman thing it is. Like he's created. I mean, it's just I love the dynamic now that the criminals are the ones that he has. They affect him like he's affected by them as, as opposed to Batman attracting them. Right. To to Gotham. Now, it, it's like he grew up in a, in a city where he has had to face them without being Batman. So just imagine how kick ass he will be. When he finally becomes Batman and, and has to face them, I don't even. I'm scared to see what how dangerous the criminals will be to to level up to fight him. Then, I uh, I think we said I think I said it last week, but I know in the first season we were whining and complaining about how David Mazzuz was like too whiny to be Batman and not not competent yeah. enough, not smart enough, and all this other crazy, stuff. right? And now right. he's hitting all those cylinders, as far as I'm concerned. Oh. Um, He's oh, really, I think he's really killing it. And Cameron Monaghan as Jerome, I cannot say enough good things about. He was awesome. Exactly. Yeah. Um, very good Joker. Uh, whether he's supposed to be the real Joker or not, I don't care. Uh, he they don't have to say it. Yeah, they don't even did, have to say they it. They don't have to. He did a great jo job as the Joker or even is, uh, maybe an inspiration for the Joker. Who knows? Word. Word. But, uh, I just I give just in time that they've developed the anti-Joker -Joker Venom stuff on Powerless, so now it'll cross over and all's good. Okay. Right. I, get, I give it right. I give it an A as well. So we really like Gotham this week. I'm sad that oh, it's, 
I'm bummed yeah. that it's the uh, the season finale, but me too. me too, and I didn't know it. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> I either just, until I got ready for tonight. And I started looking at the recaps. I sure enough, yeah, totally missed the. Uh, especially since February sweeps are coming up, I, I'm kind of shocked by that. Usually, yeah, me too. That's, usually that's when the uh, the advertisers, you know, look at the ratings to set their um, or the uh, the um, I'm sorry, let me try that again. The networks look at the ratings to set their advertising rates during mm-hmm. February and uh, November or the two sweeps months. But then you think about it, I guess it is kind of good to take this off the table because now you got like all you don't want every superhero show to be on the same comic book. Right. I mean, a show to be on at the same time, right? Plus, I mean, Gotham is a pretty high production value. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a good cast of actors, and it probably is not a cheap show to make, so they probably, uh, that's, why they, no. that's why they went with a 13-episode season. Well, they made that, and and by selling it to Netflix, they, that's that's what paid for this thing. Yep. Yep. And it's on there. You can watch the first two seasons already. Mm. Uh, okay, let's move on to Lucifer. I am, oh, a Good Day to Die is the name of this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ironic. Right. Um, we figured out from last week that Chloe did get stuck <clears throat> with a syringe during fighting Dr. Carlisle. I didn't see that, but they explained that to us this episode. Um, and then the corresponding antidote got destroyed. Um, Lucifer and Chloe go out to find Bert, the rich kid who helped the doctor with the smuggling, but that's a dead end. And Noe, and Chloe starts uh, fainting, which is like the next symptom of the, the, the uh, poison. So they put her in the hospital. Um, Dan and Lucifer go to the next food chain, who, the next guy in the food chain, who is Dave, who got the doctor's ingredients. Um, after, a, after an elaborate, uh, game of bloody possum, as Lucifer calls it, he kicks all of the, all of the ass, and then, um, Maddox cups up an ingredient list, but it's not in the right ratios, and only Simpson knew those. So, uh... Finally, they figure out the only way they're going to get this this uh, antidote is if they actually go to hell. And, sure. And talk to Carlisle himself and get the antidote. Um, Ella had been studying the poisons, and uh, she can't she can't get an antidote together without the uh, the um, um, you know, the synthetic uh, code or whatever. The formula, of course, died with Carlisle. Um, he said in the last episodes, you know, it's all up here in his head, so he didn't write it down. Um, they set up a thing in the, uh, in the, um, hospital, in the room on the floor above Chloe, where Lucifer's going to die. They're going to take him out for like 60 seconds. He's going to find out, and then he's going to come back. Um, he goes to hell, and he finds Carlisle, and Carlisle is reliving the car explosion over and over and over and over and over again. Right. Uh, which is really effed up. Um, everybody chickens out. Oh, I forgot to mention, everybody chickens out of killing Lucifer, so he did himself with the defibrillator. <laughs> yeah, they were taking too long. Uh, time moves much slower in hell. Uh, Lucifer gets the cure pretty quickly, and then he's stuck in his own hell, where he's replaying the moment where he killed Uriel over and over. Um, then uh, they send Charlotte down there to help him out. And uh, Charlotte helps him, you know, to get to get his, the pull of hell away from him. But she wants to stay there herself for a minute with Uriel. And um, she admitted that she was manipulating him into turning on his father because that's what she needed. Um, no. Yeah, how about that? Uh, Lucifer didn't care. He grabbed his mother and dragged her out of hell before she could punish herself. 
uh, saving Chloe. Uh, you know, didn't really change anything for Lucifer, though. He knew Chloe had been set up by his, his father and planned, and he couldn't trust his mother. So he walks away from everyone and everything. He packs his stuff up, moves out of the club, and doesn't tell anyone where he's going. Yeah, while doves flew around him and Prince's song played in the background. Right. Yep. His hair was all, all, <laughs> all done up in curls. Maybe I'm just like my mother. I think that. Okay. So that was Lucifer this week. Lucifer went to hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never thought that would happen. I've gone to hell for my girlfriends before, so I can feel I feel him. Ah, I've been in hell with some of my Yeah, um, that that too, but that's a different story, my friend. Oh, sorry. Uh-huh. What do you guys give Lucy furs? The fur of Lucy. I'd probably give it a B minus. Yeah, I, I'm, I give yeah. it a B minus. I, 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 it's cool, but you know, and how can I say this? Some of the other episodes have been better. Is that what you're gonna say? Yes, yes. And, and Joyful and Dan, had more character. This was C, and, C material. Yeah. yeah, Dan, Dan the douche. Still doesn't add anything to the show for me. I'm sorry. I don't know what is what is Except it with him in this show. The, remember when he was doing the what you call it class? The um, not ad lib. What do they call it? Uh, improv class. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. awesome in that episode. Yeah, that was when well, he was doing Lucifer. That was great. Yeah, yeah, but he peaked there. Get, I think he peaked. We don't get that in in anything else. That was it. Like just he yeah. just. He's just Dan a douche and everything else. And it's, he's good for some comedic throwaway lines from Lucifer at him. Or he's only him. good when he makes fun of him and then goes away. Like, he doesn't right. add, when it's just him one-on-one with another actor on this show, he takes away from them. Because the girl, the which the, uh, what is her name? The, the daughter? She, forensics. She does the... Oh, Ella. Ella. She is very, very funny. When she is with Lucifer, she is hilarious. When she is with uh, Amadel, what is it? What's the demon? Amendiel, she's funny. But when she is with Dan and Douche, it is, I'm ready for the scene to move on. I will say this. He's good for reaction shots when Lucifer does something outlandish. Just for That's that. True. But you can get anybody, you could get any stranger to stand in the scene and do that, though. Like, he doesn't, well, he, he he just takes away from it for me. And the, and then I, I still don't get the connection with, um, what's her face who's dying and they saved her? What's her face? Chloe? Chloe. I still don't get the chemistry with Chloe in, in Lucifer at all. I don't feel it at all. I get that. What I don't get is I can never see. I don't see how her and De- Detective Douche were ever a couple. Like, oh, they I have no chemistry it. either. There they is, no, I mean, no. not even, the, not even in a scene just standing by each other. Is there? Because they write them as none of them are charismatic at all. The way they're written in this show. I mean, yeah. like none of them are funny, exciting, charismatic. No sense of humor. They're very dry wit about them. So it just doesn't make any, they'd be the most boring couple I've ever seen. Just like, I never get anything from them. And I, I think those two people for me hurts the show. Cause when they're not in the scene and it's Lucifer and, and the rest, like I love him with the therapist. They're funny. I, I like him with everybody else. I like when they're interacting. I, I'm into the show, but I notice when 
it goes back to those any one of those two, and my enjoyment starts to go down some. I love the therapist when she gets pulled into the little plot thing yeah. and and all of their reaction to her that was hilarious. I love her period. Rachel Harris is a hilarious. Oh, oh yeah, she's awesome. Oh yeah, I love her and everything I've seen her in. Sexy too. Yeah, I agree with oh, Daryl yeah. on the she B does. minus. Got that hot this. therapist thing going. Yeah, on. she does. Those glasses. Those like legs. I want her to <laughs> analyze me all yeah, day. All the way on her couch. Every day. Her couch. Get yeah. some Freudian Every, therapy, you know. I'm saying, or be word. a teacher. Word. And teach me. Go to the library. Anyway, mm. <laughs> I give it a B. It was pretty average, I thought, but it's above average show, so I'll give it a B. I like the fact he had to go to hell to get the formula from that guy that totally like made weird sense and uh right. i liked all the little, little jokes they made about him dying and stuff that was cool right but yeah it wasn't uh wasn't earth, earth shattering and uh you know just give it a b let's move on to supergirl the girl of super and uh we can be heroes they Listen. broke my daddy camera <laughs> <laughs> We start off this with uh, uh, Supergirl and mon in the danger room at the DEO. That was kind of Shit. a cool scene. And um, Had a Men in Black vibe. It did. It did. And then uh, he ends up... Uh, but mon is serious about wanting to be a hero, and uh, he, he's taking it kind of flippantly, but still, you know, he's yeah, training you know and stuff. You know what he's serious about. You know still, what he's serious Still training and stuff. Um, Maggie and Alex arrive on the scene of a crime at uh, Livewire Cell. And mm-hmm. they place a bet on how long it'll take Kara to stop being polite using a press badge and force her way into the crime scene. <laughs> I like and that. And if Alex wins, they spend a night at her apartment. And if Maggie wins, they eat vegan ice cream. I'm uh, not going to say anything here. All I'm going to say is, if you have a chance, go to Urban Dictionary and look up vegan ice cream. It's terrible. It is not ice cream. <laughs> it's not ice cream. Yeah, it's I, one of those things where I'm it's not, like those I'm, are not pillows. Yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say what it is. You don't, but you, you don't want to know. The, yes, it's something. Your body yeah, won't digest. Yeah. You can't yeah. unsee yeah. what you're gonna see. Can't unsee it. No. Anyway, anyway they figure a live wire outside help because she couldn't have planned something like that alone. Um, we get Win uh, presenting live wire to the rest of the DEO. Kara accidentally snaps a computer monitor and says, "I hate having a nemesis." <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, that was cute. Um, James calls her into his office and tells her, "Guardian." Yeah, I'm a helmet man. And she don't dig it. Yeah, she is not happy about that. And she tells no. him, you know, that you know, he's like, "What about Monel? You know, I think he's a fun guy. He's just not a hero. You know, he's not a hero." So, um. Hell are you to tell somebody they ain't a hero in that? Supergirl and Monel, and I do not like Monel's outfit. I'm just gonna say that now. I I thought that wasn't his. I thought it, he was getting some other outfit. I thought. Okay, I hope he is because that was. I not, thought that's what I thought. I don't think he finished his outfit. I know. I know. Wynn well, said that he was making him one, and then he right, showed I don't up think in he, one. That's not it. That's oh, not good. It. It's supposed not. to be a little bit more like the Monel Monel. I hope shirt. so. Like, yeah, like the red, red one with the. Belt yeah, I think that. it's supposed to be a little bit more like that. Okay. That design. Um, they arrive on the scene, and it's not Livewire, but it's the inmate who broke her out, and she has Livewire's powers now, and so does the pri- <laughs> so does the prison guard who broke her out. You know what threw me is I thought that was Livewire because they look alike in that white uh, yeah, pink. They do with the white hair yeah. and everything. They white don't... folks look alike. I can't tell. 
I, I'm with you, dude. We do. <laughs> I, I'm not going to argue that point with you at all. We totally I was do. like, what's the big deal? They both look this live wire, right? Monel tells, oh, I'm sorry. Supergirl, no, no, go ahead. Supergirl tells Monel to protect the policemen while she handles the live wire clones. Right. Uh, Guardian is also there because um, he won't go away. No. Uh, <laughs> Monel dissipates Kara and tries to protect her. And that leads to Guardian and a police officer getting injured and Livewire knockoffs escaping. This is the second time now that Monel has disobeyed Kara's orders and caused things to get messed up. Last episode, too, remember? Yeah. He, he was well, supposed to go I, get the thing. He's um, not used to it. Supergirl unmasks Guardian and discovers it's James. No! And she scolds James and Wynn, and it's like, I'm not just angry. Just like we thought. We, just, we already did this. We yeah, I know. We already this acted out. this whole scene out. <laughs> we knew. Believe, I can't believe you kept secrets from me. You know, I'm just disappointed, you know. Yeah. Then Usher came in and said, I knew this because of prophecy. So you got, like, James, who has no powers and wants to help, and mon who just kind of wants to help. He's a better hero, he says. Yeah. But has but has power. He has power. You know who's a better hero? A hero doesn't have to tell somebody that they're a hero. Somebody tells them they're a hero. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know that, James? You don't. You don't got to say it. And you know what other heroes don't do? They don't go around telling other people that they're not heroes. They just do good work. Right. So Monel or Kara confronts Monel about disobeying her in the field. Asks if he only wanted to become a hero because he likes her, and Monel kind of. Dodges that that sounds like a, ten, a teenage drama. I know. Right there. Uh, do you like me? Do you one, like me? Don't you? That's box. why. Yes or no? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I waited two hours while you tried to find shoes to wear. Mm-hmm. You think I did it because I wanted to see shoes for two <laughs> hours? You damn well know I like you, girl. <laughs> you acting silly like that. While this is going on, um, McGann, uh Ms. Martian, has some sort of weird psychic breakdown in her cell and collapsed into a coma. Damn, she take guilt really badly. And Alex keeps pleading with John to do everything, like, to mind meld with her, but he refuses. Oh, man, he's all angry about it, too. He's like, no, it's a white Martian. It's like, uh, it's weird to hear, blight, you know, like, blatant racism coming out of a yeah. black, black man's yeah. mouth, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Which is so weird to me. <laughs> like, I don't share no, one of them. Like, no. <laughs> yes, definitely. And I hope they die in hell. Alex reminds, uh, tries to remind John of all the good McGon has done since they met her. And then John finally agrees. Um, right. With Karen and Alex by his side, he enters McGon's mind and finds her cowering on the battlefield. Um, the only way she could save the boy, this like, green Martian boy, was to kill these white Martian guard guards, and she does. And then John conf- comforts McGon and tells her she's his friend and it's time to come home. And then... She does. I almost that scene worked part. for me. That whole scene worked for me. It's, it did, and the goofy. part that got me that I like is when he said, "Could you please both of you be here with me? Because right. I'll I'll probably see some things." That's the John that would have been like, "I'm going to go to that planet to get Kara. I don't care if it's poison in the atmosphere or not." Right. He would not have been like, "Oop, she's asked out. I can't go there." I know it sounds goofy when I explain the scene, but the scene really worked for me. Yeah. It does. It did. It did. Yeah, it did. Um, this mad scientist is siphoning off Livewire's powers to create electricity-powered super soldiers that he can sell to other nations. Oh, man. Man, never heard that idea before. Oh, that's a new one. Um, when manages to locate Livewire, sends Guardian in to save her to show Kara they're just as good as this as she is. Yeah, because that's smart. And Monel follows Guardian, and they both get their butt kicked. Yeah. <laughs> and Supergirl has to come in and save them. 
and she frees Livewire, and in a weird twist I did not see coming at all, she teams up with Livewire to take no. on the, the Doctor and the wannabes. You shut your mouth. Then Livewire wants to kill the scientist, but Supergirl offers her a head start not to kill him. What? And then Livewire kind of accepts the deal and leaves. <laughs> this is such a Flash thing. Yes. Does this remind you of the yeah. first appearance of Captain of course Cold? Of it does. Of I, that's all I can think does. about. I'm like, this is just what they do with Captain Cold. They're on trying the to make a live wire reoccurring thing like Captain Cold was for Flash. That's what they're trying to do. Well, that'd be okay. I like the actress who does live wire. I thought she was. Cool. Yeah, but it's just so the same thing. They're doing, just doing the same thing because she was overly. She. I mean, I kind of didn't feel this anger towards live wire. I just didn't. Not any. Not any more anger than she would have about any of the other metas who have done bad things and killed and stuff. This was a little bit, she, this was a little overly done. It did, it wasn't earned. It was like, I could see if Livewire had hurt, you know, her sister, you know, like almost killed Alex or something when they met or something, but just for her to be that angry about it, she just usually doesn't hold on to that anger when she fights metas again. Just weird to me. It, it, it came off kind of manufactured. Yeah. Um, day is saved. Camera confronts uh, James and Wynn about, <gasps> about Guardian and says, you know, she uh, won't stop them, but she mm-hmm. won't support him either. So you mean when I when I was super smart and knew that the Scooby Gang was going to be broken up and separated? Do you mean to say that uh, that? That she does, she was gonna first of all confront him about the lying, and then say uh-huh. that that uh, you know I can't condone it. Yeah, you know, uh-huh. but I won't. And stop now, him. and now everyone's scattered. Like you have Alex with her girlfriend, right? And I love that, by the way. That yeah, they have good scene. They do. They it's have good. Yeah, they, those I'm actresses have good chemistry together. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yes. And then and then and then we have uh, Jimmy and Wayne off because they're and then Kara is kind of off with this new guy. Uh, right. Which is probably feel it feels so much like season three of Buffy okay. when she met up with uh, when she started dating Captain America, dude. Oh, nobody yes. liked it. Remember that? Remember that? Like yes. it, it, it kind of she was separated from the Scooby Gang and everybody kind of went off and did their own pairings and yep. and then eventually they have to find their way back as friends. Like Even that with- gave that's the vibe they gave off. Yeah, but even with like the three of them, like Monel and Supergirl and, and and Guardian being mad at each other this episode, they still teamed up to take on Livewire. There was oh, that, sure. I mean, the Scooby Gang that, teamed up when they needed to, but, yeah. but they were that, separate. There was that awesome uh, Avengers ripoff scene, the 360 around them. You know the scene yeah. I'm talking about where they all had their backs to each other? Yeah. They pulled the 360 yeah. camera yeah. around them. Like it was Riley. That's who it was. Riley. Oh, it's Riley. Riley. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> liked Riley, and that's Riley. how Monel is. Yes. He's like the... the you know, the, he's somebody who's super powered like her, who can do all these things, but he's just not part of the group. Like Angel became part of the group, so it wasn't him. It, this is this is he's more like Riley. He's just something's off about him. Spike but, became part of the group too, right? Huh? After, after Angel folded, Spike became part of the group too. Or no, Spike became part of the group, but he fell in love with with Buffy. So then he had to go to Angel. Well, Spike did eventually become part of the group. He did. Yeah, right. When he was trapped and he, and he was like he had that chip in his head, he couldn't hurt anybody. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yep. He couldn't kill. I think it was the chip yeah. was he couldn't kill. That was the thing. 
Right. And then later he went through all that business to be human again. And you thought yeah. it was just to get rid of the chip, and then you find out no, it's to get his get his soul back. Because yep. he loves Buffy. That loves was Buffy. a crazy scene. That was so you know that was good. Oh, tune into our Buffy the Vampire uh, Slayer uh, podcast, soon to be on the Because Supergirl is so much like that. Supergirl is so much like... um, Is anybody working on Supergirl? Did they work on Buffy? I don't think so. Like on Edenverse. That'd be worth checking out. Because Uh, the the, the story parallels is just so strong with this show. It's more so Supergirl than any of the other shows. So I'm just wondering if there's anybody in the writing uh, who's who's worked on multiple Whedon shows. I don't think so. No name, no name is popping out at me here. So maybe they're just fans that grew up with it, and maybe, or maybe it's just maybe just another well-written ensemble piece for the female lead. That's why it might be why I remind you. Don't you mansplain me? Oh no, never, never would do that. It's a Buffy thing, I say. Anyway, um, we get the CW moment at the end of the episode this time, with Monel coming over to Kara's house, and he sits down and says that he remembers her kissing the magic, him. The music playing. And yeah, that music in the background, like yeah. it was looking like I never seen eyes so blue. They look like comets. <sighs> but anyway, and he kind of like plays it off, which she's quite, she's kind of speechless, but he plays it off as that yeah. she didn't want to see her. So like I know you don't want to be with me. Just be. I'll just hold on to this hurt in my heart and I'll walk away. At least till the season finale. Uh, well, no, at least till at least till tomorrow, till next week next when week. when accidentally you get bumped into her or some dangerous situation happens and you then she finally in a death trap or something. Right? She finally admits that she has feelings for him. Right. And cut and scene. And scene. And then you find out that he's a slaver and dun, dun, he's dun. a bastard. You kept yeah. secret from me. <gasps> That everyone I love is keeping secrets from me. Secrets. Okay, so Supergirl. We could be heroes. What do we give it? Gives it a B minus. I do. I gives it a B minus. Wasn't, wasn't an A-list show this episode. It was fine. It was good. It was enjoyable. But it, it did have some extra CW moments in it. And it, it was, you know, you... you some of the added angry Kara just didn't. It just was like, why is she so mad? Like, you you the mad rapper right now, and Livewire has not done enough for you to be the mad rapper right now. It just didn't make any sense. Okay, I give it a A minus. It was still cute. It was still what I wanted to see. The stuff progressed. I think that the. the the racism angle really hit hard with me. I was like, what am I watching? Serious. It was like so profound. He acted that so well that I believed it. Yeah. Without you know? the and, Without the and I, I, was, I was like watching with someone. I'm like, that's totally, he's being a racist. He's like, well, what do you expect to kill this family? I'm like, but that's racist. And he's okay. So yeah. So a minus. Cause I really did enjoy the, the serious moments on this one. But it, but it was, you. but it was race. It was like, yeah. But it was almost like a Jew, a Jewish person hating yes, all Germans. Yes. You know what I right. mean? Like, yeah, I do. Whole, I do. Yeah. Yes. Totally. That's so. like, you know, he was looking at the white Martians as like one big monolithic yeah. group rather than individuals. Right. Yeah, it ain't black yeah. and white slavery. You know, it's not slavery with 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 us because you know we ain't do nothing to y'all. 
Gee, Daryl, um, do you think maybe we would all live together as one if we could judge each other as individuals rather than the way we looked on the outside? Mm-hmm, I think we can. <laughs> Your after-school special for the week. <laughs> I'm, I'm... about it. Ready? <laughs> <laughs> Prophecy. Prophecy. That's cool. Uh, I give it. I'm with you, Jerry. I give it an A minus. I enjoyed the superhero-y stuff. I like the actress of playing Livewire. I'm with Daryl. I mean, I don't know why she gets under Supergirl's skin the way she does, but I love the the cute stuff with Alex and Maggie. Uh, the stuff with oh, Win, the it. stuff with Win and James worked a lot better than it usually. I could does. watch that all day. I could watch Alex and Maggie all day. Me too. Every day. And Alex is just so happy in every other scene too. Like serious I shit's know, going on, right? and she's still like. I know. I would. I would love to watch. Let me listen. Let me paint the scene. Okay. Cop show, Bert. right? Mm-hmm. They're they're lovers. They're cops. They're partners. They're friends. Give me that show. I watch. Cag- it. It's called Cagney and Lacey. It was on. I watch 80s. it. It was on in the eighties. There'd be so many layers to it, and then it, the stress of the job on the relationship, and then getting through it. You want? To I'd, be I'd watch You'd it. You want to be. Okay, let's move on to Los Flashos, The Flash, Dead or Alive, Dead or Alive, Alive or Dead, and Cisco once again falling for the bad girls. (laughs) I ain't mad at him because I fell for her too. Yeah, she's very attractive. Any any woman that opens up a portal and throws me in it, I like like it. (laughs) Does that happen to you a lot? (laughs) I go into that portal, baby. Yeah. Usually you're trying to get in the portal. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm saying. <laughs> you know what? I think we both need to put our uh, quarters into the bad chub jar. Sorry. Yes, we do. Ding. Well, Ding. We just took it yeah, too far. We I'm did. sorry. <laughs> we I'm did. Sorry. sorry about that. Chubb Chub walked away for a minute, so we thought we yeah, had to fill yeah. in. You know. My bad. Uh, the main plot of this episode, Dead or Alive, involves, as we mentioned, Gypsy uh, coming from Earth-19 to collect HR. She is a collector, a.k.a. bounty hunter. And right. she's been sent to apprehend HR because on her world, I guess they had some sort of big calamity with an interdimensional invasion, and now it is strictly forbidden to travel. Well, you heard the name they used, right? I, I might have missed it. I think I missed the it. The Bleed? The, ble- the oh, bleach. yeah. The Bleed. The Bleed, I mean. It was, yeah, The Bleed. Which is uh, yeah. the term that I think Warren Ellis coined for it back in the 90s yes. with uh, the authority, yeah. and they've used ever since. Yeah. When, when Wildstorm got folded into DC, I think. Um, I thought it was funny that HR's love of coffee was uh, his downfall. Because the way Gypsy tracked him down was uh, finding an an Earth-19 coin at uh, Jitters. Yeah, because their world don't have coffee. Right. And she takes a a big bag with her, two big bags with her back to the Earth-19. Savage Lands, that's what I call it, the Savage Lands. Oh my god, I can't imagine a life like that. No, no. no. I would, I would develop interdimensional travel just to find the coffee dimension. <laughs> you know what? I'm. Same. That's what I was trying to think of. The blight. The blight. That was something from DC. The blight, because it was in Justice League Dark, the comic. Oh right. That was that crossover when they had yep. to fight the blight. That's right. what I was thinking of, and they're saying that the blight attacked their world. That's what I was trying to think of. Uh, I just thought they were talking about a, like a, like a, a big like. Uh, uh, a disease that kills a whole bunch of plants is also called a blight, like a white oak blight, or I know there's a favorite, you know, like, you know, if there's a, a disease that kills a certain plant, so that's what I thought she was referring to. I didn't really make the connection that you did with you know, yeah, the, the blight yeah, I, from, from uh, Justice League Dark, though. Yeah, because I, I, I mean, and this is something that could happen down the line for this universe. 
the blight coming. No doubt. So, um, she shows up at Star Labs outside the door. And she goes, hello, HR, I know you're in there. And then, uh, and then she, uh, vibes her way into Star Labs and tells her, you know, tells HR that, you know, she's coming back with him. Yep. Uh, and they have about an hour until... F your couch. Now she just walked in. Get your Shiite together. It's time to go. Yeah. Um, Damn, girl. After that, he kind of lets slip. He lets slip that there's like a right of, uh, like a right of combat type thing. That, that, yeah. yeah. And uh, Cisco bravely volunteers to fight Gypsy because I st- a I still love he, though he's I totally still, into her, and b yeah, they have is. the same powers. She has. But I still I love though love when it. they first met though, and he's just like. He's like, let's talk this over. Let's talk this over. Like, maybe maybe over, over dinner. Mm-hmm. Or dinner, right? And, There's a tie place and right Caitlin, down the street. <laughs> and Caitlin's like, are you trying to ask her out right now? Oh, come on. Give the guy a break. Like, <laughs> Yo, you brought in this, this, I, this you, you did dude it we don't even with, like. You were making it with Zoom, for God's sake. You got a lot of room to talk, girl. <laughs> and you got this dude who likes bad girls. Yeah, this little probably. punk over here. You bring this little punk in here that nobody likes. And, yeah, and well, she accepted said, him. But she even tells him, I think she says something like, um, what is it, uh, Golden, was it Golden Glider and now her? Yeah. Something like that. But I wish yeah. I would have wrote in, though. I would have wrote it, and Cisco said, but did you see her, though? <laughs> Saying, though. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, uh, Iris is trying to kill herself. <laughs> yeah, basically. Basically. She wants to... Uh, I, I, wrote I get the, her logic, though. I yeah. get her logic. Makes sense. Well, her, yeah. her quote was, I want my life to mean something more than just a daughter or a sister or a girlfriend, but as a reporter. This story you can tell do some... that. Yeah. You, you tell somebody that. that they only have like four months to live. Yeah. That will <laughs> F your head up. Like, that's kind of what we have to think of her as somebody who's been given a death sentence. Plus, she's thinking, and it, like I said, it makes sense. She's thinking, I die then, so I can do whatever the next four months, which, sweetheart, it does not work that way. No. Not in Barry Allen effing up the timeline universe. Well, even in real life, when right some people get that you uh, horrifically you get if you get any kind of sickness where they tell you you only have a certain amount of months, you do feel that I want control because your control is taken away from you completely. Like you know, like you you're told you're sick. There's nothing you can do about it. She wants the control back, like. Oh, this whole thing of her just being told this is when she's going to die, even though they keep saying they're going to save right. her. But, I mean, it it has to F with you every waking moment. I would be thinking, I'm supposed to die at this particular time. It would, it would jack me up. Right. I mean, not to mention, they're hi- trying to hide it from Joe. So that on top of everything else, I mean, the pressure she's under... I- it makes sense that she kind of goes off the rails a little bit. She doesn't in her own mind. So yeah, she has the yeah. whole scene where she like finds the gun smugglers or whatever. She's trying to blow the lid off of. Yeah. Right. And like the guy's pointing a gun at her and she like puts the barrel like up to her chest and it's like, I'm going to die, but it's not going to be today. And I'm like, yeah, that's what's going on here. Yeah. Are you forgetting that your boyfriend is trying to change the future? So you never know. Stop messing with stuff. Hey, Go and hey, write hey, your little hey. puff pieces for four months and Did change the man explain this too? 
Chub what is going on? I just you just told her, take your little female mind, sit over there, and write your little story. I, it and, has nothing and, to do with her and female let the mind. Man take I never said her female mind. I, this was a dude. You said you're little. I, that was derogatory. Yeah, that was, that was derogatory, Chubb. Oh, I'm sorry. I am so sick of you. Do we have to march again this weekend? <laughs> Is that what we need to do? There needs to be more marching this weekend, but not against me. I am the least of people's problems. We get this cool, uh, we get this cool fight with our, our yeah. kid. Flash comes in and saves Iris from getting shot, by the way. And then uh, Joseph, he gets scared. I like the look on his face. Like, what the hell are you doing, girl? Right, exactly. It's like WTF, sister. <laughs> like, what? You gonna get dag gonna kill me? So Cisco and Gypsy fight. They meet to fight, and then um, they end up fighting all through these different Earths. They even fight through the Catco offices on Supergirl's world. I thought that was pretty That's cool. What... Oh, let me throw in also, which I forgot. Oh no, no, it's wrong episode, wrong episode. But I, but I do like this. Is one of the examples of what I mean by you can have a crossover without making a big deal about it. Right. And there was another one in Arrow too. That was yes. Like, that's uh, what I meant. The other yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, they're fighting. Uh, they fight on all these different worlds. They finally run. They go to like a few, super futuristic world, and Cisco's like, "Is this Earth too?" And then gets us punched to the face. Uh, mm-hmm. They fall through into the Catco office, and they fall through to like a lava wasteland type world. Then they fight. Yeah, this is. I like this better than the speed fights we normally have between oh, speedsters. Totally this different. is pretty awesome. It's yeah. new. It's different. We've you know, how many speed because we get so many freaking speedster battles. Like this is the. This is something different. Like I, that's why I think what was so refreshing about it is that when you have when you have them deal with someone who is not a damn speedster, you get to do other cool things right. with different powers. And I thought it was also cool that um, Cisco is getting his butt kicked, like yeah. the whole thing. He's like he's like talking about how much he likes her and stuff while she's punching him and stuff. I'm just yeah. like, oh, she I think fine, a Fifty Shades of Hey. I'm so, well, I'm yeah, oh, what did you think about Vibe's costume? I liked it. I liked it a lot. What I also get, what I also like about this now is that, have you noticed that he can vibe better to different worlds now without yeah. it hurting him? Yep. Like, he's really embracing it. Because, like, the more he's able to, the more he does this, the easier it is for him to, to for them to go to different places now, which is cool. I well, can't wait for isn't that. Isn't there a line where Gypsy's like, you know, your powers are just like mine, but you let yeah. your your own fear and self doubt hold you back? It's a very totally. like, Star Warsy type thing to say. I thought. I almost I wanted her also to look at Caitlin and say, stop being, you know, stop acting like the powers are going to take you over and just control them yeah. enough already. Like I wish she just said that to her, like enough with this. It's making you evil thing. It's not. It's, Do you think she could ever get to where she could control him, though? Because it seems to be this mental connection to the powers. But I don't, I, I don't know. I, I don't even know why they're going down the route of this this road of that it has to make her evil in the first place. Just it's just she has abilities. Every other meta we've seen just get meta powers. They don't dramatic tension. Dramatic. Tension. No, but it's so made what up. Hurry up! I can tell you. <laughs> I know, though. I know. So uh, finally, they come back to regular to uh, Earth One, 
And yeah. um, uh, uh, Julian had pointed out that when she comes, it does this like one move that she always does. She her feet aren't on the ground, and he should be able to get the upper hand at that point, and he does. Yeah, he sweeps her right off her feet. Now, that. I'm mentioned... actually liking him in this episode. Who? Julian? Julie. Yeah. After that mother. Mm-hmm. No, I'm Dude. actually liking him. I'm going to make right. a prediction about Julian. Okay? okay. Do you know we got the Savitar predictions a while back? One will die, one will fall, and one will be lost forever. Uh-huh. Right. I think Julian's going to die. And I'll tell you why. You remember how everybody hated Eddie, Eddie Thon in the first season? Yep. It seems to be the thing. Like you will have a character that just everybody loves to hate, and then he'll die, and then you'll. Fall well, all I saw was, all I saw <laughs> was uh, red shirt on him throughout the episode. I yeah. did, the yeah. more he's ingrained in the group, that's to be when he gets killed that they'll be affected by it. It was funny his uh, constant naysaying though. I mean, that oh, yeah. being, being like a joke, like when Cisco fights yeah. and he wins, they're yeah. like, he did it. And he was like, well, you know. She had an off day. Yeah, she, she must have had an off day. Right. right. Yeah. She must have had an off day. It's like, you that dude, though. Cisco, you know, she's like, you go ahead and kill me. And Cisco's like, no, you're too fine for that, baby. Shoot, and, girl. <laughs> get, up, get up off that floor, girl. Okay, I, I want to I hit it, but not that way. I'm anyway. <laughs> I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, exactly Jerry. I would do anything but love, but I won't do that. Shoot. You share my Good portal. One. I share your portal. Good one. Yeah. But um, Cisco doesn't kill her, and then uh, yeah. she's allowed to leave. Or she's allowed to return to uh, Earth-19 with two big bags full of coffee. Um, <laughs> I hated that she had to leave, though. I wish that they yeah, would Yeah, I yeah, want her to stick there. around. Yeah. I want so did Cisco. Leave. So did Cisco, dude. Why they always got to be leaving? Just uh, chill for like, a minute. Can't you hang for a minute? Can't hang you for a little while, girl. Have some dinner with me. At you least, got girl. coffee? No. Uh, no. 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 Come on. No. Stop. Get your phone out of here, no. please. Thank you. Okay. Control yourself. You know, it's not even that, that he's playing it. It's that, that version is like so tinny. It sounds like it's like from an AM radio from the 50s. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I feel like it's being, feel like it's being broadcast <laughs> from a submarine, it sounds like. There you, you know, go. <laughs> Live, live from mm-hmm. the Atlantic floor. You know. mm-hmm. uh, but HR, can, HR, oh, I'm sorry. HR can't go back to Earth 19 anymore because Gypsy's going to say mm-hmm. she killed him because she can't, you know, let anybody know she failed. So that means his, you know, cha- he won't be beaming chapters back of his book anymore. He'll be only mm-hmm. writing his book for himself. Or will he? Dun dun dun. Because I imagine he's going to do something stupid. I liked, I liked her as the villain though, because she was more than one dimensional, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. We get a nice scene with Cisco and HR where Cisco explains that they're all making investments in each other. Yeah, I like yeah. that. I thought that was cool too. And he said he was kind of paying it back to the Wells, that the good Wells, you know, that really yeah. inspired him before he, you know, thawed or whatever. Yeah. Um, then the end scene, Barry realizes that the key to saving Iris is Wally, who can run faster than him. Because earlier in the episode, they, Julian yeah. proves mathematically that Barry's not fast enough to stop her. Her from him from stabbing Savitar, right? But Wally is. Right. What is the deal with Barry not being it's faster? It's gotta be anymore? a mental thing. It's gotta be a mental thing. I, like I keep waiting you know. for him to have that moment where he just unlocks the speed force. Here's my question and though. Takes off. Okay. You, you remember when we had that? What was her name? Uh, not accelerator. Um, trajectory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she kept going faster and faster and faster. And finally, she got yeah. so fast she got lost to the speed force. Yep. Do you think there's going to be something like that with Wally? Because that is yep. what happened to him in the comic, remember? Yeah. yeah if not true. Wally, then then Barry, one or the other. 
I I see one able, of them getting lost, and then Wally could, Wally could become the Flash. Yeah, do you think that's possibly why Barry isn't getting faster? He's got the mental block of he doesn't want to do something that will get him lost. Well, they always even when Doctor Wells back in the first season, he always said to him, like there's always something where he held back. Like he he was always telling him, you you hold back. I don't know why you hold back. Like you could do you could do you could go faster than this, and he would be like, I can't, and then he would be like. Something would happen with a meta, and he would have to go faster. Right, he had to get faster. He had to get faster for Thawne. He had to get to faster save for that was like the premise of every every episode for a while. Yeah, it yeah. was. That's right. And then all of a sudden, like in the when we got to like the the second season, he just stopped being able to get faster for some reason. He just stopped. It was just like it was a block on him. And I kept thinking, okay, a, when we get to the finale. I don't know, but I just kept thinking when we get to the finale. That's when he's going to pull more power from the Speed Force and be faster, and it never happened. So I'm wondering if they're saving that for Savitar, because if anybody's going to make him <clears throat> unlock his potential, it's going to be saving Iris. He cannot be without Iris. Like I don't care, brothers and sisters. People complaining about the, they grew up in the same house, whatever. When they're in those scenes, I believe that this Barry loves. He is in love with Iris, right? Oh, I can see this dude no feel like he while he's not going to be able to do it, and I could see Barry be like, "Nah, I'm not going to lose her. Like I just can't. I I just can't." And I could see him just unleash and just go into the Speed Force and get lost because we keep getting that thing of he does get lost in the Speed Force. Right. Down the line, I could just see it happening earlier mm-hmm. because they keep mentioning it that he disappears, right? Right. And they don't in in any of these uh, Belani shows, anything they mention is never throwaway. If they mention right. it more than once, it is not throwaway. In fact, it will happen in the season. When I think it. you're onto it. I mean, I think that this is how Barry's going to disappear. So, so I think we get we we save Iris, but then Barry's gone. Yeah. At the season finale. Well, one of it, like I said, you know, the prophecy is one died, one falls, and one mm-hmm. is lost forever. It right. would make sense that if the one lost forever would, uh, you know, be, you know, like Barry or Wally being lost in the. Uh, in the I don't think it would be. I mean, Wally, they could, but Wally's not the 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 one we've been following all this on this show. I, to make it really be something, because everybody's so worried about Wally. That's why I don't think it would be Wally. Because everybody's thinking something bad is going to happen to Wally. They're always worried. Like, you know, like he's going to get hurt or whatever. Yeah. I think it'll wind up being Barry, and then Wally will have to, at least for the first episode of the next season, have to d- handle things. He'll have to be the speedster for right, you know, for the episode until they can find Barry. Or it'd be cool as if he ends up lost in the Speed Force, but he finds his way out either at the beginning of the season or at the end of. I think it'd be cool at the beginning of the season, next season, and um, he finds his way out of the Speed Force, but he's lost in time. So now Legends of Tomorrow, which needs a serious plot boost, is spending part of the first half of the next season. Mm, that's a lot of him playing. out. Oh. Searching him out while I don't think Wally it do it, is 
I don't know. It'd be cool though. It would. Be I would cool. like because it. Because Wally could be the Flash for like you know half the season. I would. I would like it, but I don't think they're going to dedicate that many episodes to a crossover like that. Yeah, I don't think so either. Not yet. Not that, not so many episodes, but that could be part of like what's going on in the background of Legends. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not the main story, but it's I just don't on. see them taking that their lead because he is still the lead of the show. I just don't see them taking him off the show for any amount of time. Like yeah, that. I think off the show though, they would have scenes of him in the past. I think if you do, we didn't. Yeah. I think I think Daryl makes a good point. That'd probably be something they might do for a few episodes, maybe an episode or two, maybe three. Yeah. Like for a half season crossover, I think that'd probably be like too much yeah. for too much of them to chew off. You know, they're not ready for that. I give this episode an A. I love Gypsy. I loved uh, Gypsy versus Vibe. I love the yeah. fact HR is kind of making himself useful in weird ways. Um, <laughs> even the Iris Deathwish stuff. That's closer to the Iris West I know. Yeah, the Irish, the Irish West I know takes no crap. And, no, she doesn't wait for things to happen. Yeah, you know, and goes out and is part of the story and is, does that kind of stuff. So, oh, they're great together. She's kind of like a Lois Lane with bigger balls in the comics. Yes. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. She, yeah, they don't, they don't wait for things to happen. No. Uh, I, I give it an A. I give it an A. They, they totally, totally was into this. Like I felt Barry's pain, especially when you got to find a woman like that as your girlfriend. It's a problem we all have. Right? A, and I like the kid Flash, like, really, like, coming into his own. Yeah. Yeah, that scene with the cheerleaders, when he, when he yeah. stopped, when they stopped, at the that, beginning, that they stopped those robbers. With, yeah. I think that's what I don't like about Ursher on uh, Legends of the Lame, is that he doesn't have, he doesn't really encapsulate that youthful enthusiasm. No. He's, he's like an old soul already. <laughs> yeah. He's, I was he's confused with an old man. Well, it's because he's, pro- he's a prophet. Yeah, he's a prophet. That's why he's full of prophecy. I to... yeah. But I even like. What were you saying, Jerry? I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jerry. Joy, I want these cute little youngins to enjoy being yeah. young. I mean, we yeah. don't remember how that feels. There's a, there's a, yeah, I don't remember at all. I remember my knees not hurting, my back not hurting so much. Really, I don't even remember. Dead that. inside. <laughs> I remember that. I remember I had a soul inside. The, the scene at the beginning though, where him and where him and uh, uh, Wally and Barry stopped those uh, robbers or whatever, yes. and they saved the cheerleaders. Yeah. And he's uh, he's standing there, and we are getting selfies. With he, they're like, "Can we get your picture?" And he's like, "Yeah." yeah. <laughs> but he didn't come off. But what I like though too is that he didn't come off as arrogant when he did that. No, I, no he like, really, right. you yeah. want to take my picture? I mean, okay. Super likable, yeah. But what I, I what I also like now is that him and Iris have really they they have the chemistry now that they feel like brother and sister. Right. And I like that when they tried to fool the fu- well, they did fool him when they did the the uh, little scams so that he can she can get the uh, info that she needed. And then I really liked I really like Wally's when he said to his sister, "What the hell are you like?" That was really like a brother not wanting to get in trouble with the father. Right. Look. Because of something his sister did. Because that's one thing when you're a brother, like you take you protect your sister. Like that's one thing you. I don't care what it is. If it's something going down, nobody hurts your sister, right? That's right? And he just had that brotherly look of what were you thinking? Like it just scared him. Their dialogue for her to seemed a lot way. more brotherly and sisterly. It too. totally did. It totally did. And it took a minute for them to get to this point. I mean, it didn't just 
gel right away uh, through the story either. But now it's like they are a family. And it's just it's just fun. Kid, Team Flash is great to see Team Flash, man. They're, yeah. they're, they're like a full family. I only thing that's weak is that give my baby Caitlyn something to do it, without being a damsel. I, I just want her to have a life, man. I'm tired of her just being put to the side with her little glowy necklace. She need, yep. a, she need to have something to do. So does Cisco. Yeah, give them something to do. man. Why has girlfriend's got to always leave? Okay, let's move on to Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, did we get letter grades from from uh, Chubb? No, oh, Chubb. Oh yeah, I, I I agreed. An A. It's an A okay. for sure. I know Jerry sounded off. Okay, on to Legends of Tomorrow, titled The Legion of Doom. And I'm going to tell you right now, guys, this is probably my favorite episode of Legends of Tomorrow, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Because it was focused on the Legion of Doom. Because uh, it okay. wasn't in the legend. Because <laughs> we ain't get no bro time. There was no bro time this time. There was no bro and time. Even even the voiceover at the beginning is done by Damian Dark. Did you notice? Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. And I like that. Yeah, I, like I thought that. it was way cool. Um, it was definitely a Legion of Doom uh, focused episode. They were they were definitely the lead uh, storyline in this, and the legends were kind of chasing after them as the episode went on. Um, we, the, it opens with the night of Damien Dark's death. We get to see Arrow stabbing Damien Dark from like a cell phone footage on TV while Malcolm Merlin is getting drunk and watching it. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, Thawne and Dark shows up and Merlin's like, hey, I just saw you uh, get killed on TV. <laughs> and uh, this is, they show uh, the, those two recruiting uh, Malcolm Merlin uh, away from Star City. And Malcolm and Merlin join and signs on, you know, to the Legion. Um, they flash to the present day. Um, Merlin and Dark are finding it impossible to break into Rip's mind, like because Rip's mind isn't even there. It's just Phil. There's, Leave it that way. There's only Phil and no, no more, uh, no more Rip in there. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Leave it just like that. Don't bring it back. Thawn gets frustrated, like grabs Merlin by the throat and puts him up against the wall and stuff. Um, he pressures the two to, to do more to break Rip. Uh, Merlin uh, tries to use hypnosis. That doesn't work. Dark starts pulling out teeth and ends up with a tooth that has a strange marking on it that provides a number for a Swiss security box, security deposit box. And uh, just as they're talking about whatever is going inside, going on you know, inside that box, Thon's alarm on his watch goes off and he has to rush away again. Now, Here's the thing. We get answered the million dollar question I've answered. I've asked since the beginning of this whole plot line. Okay, mm-hmm. why the hell would Thawne need the Spear of Destiny if he can time travel at will? Right. Right. Why does God need a starship? Yeah. Right. Why does right. God need a starship? Suspend disbelief. It's a fictional property. But no. this episode explains no, they it. <laughs> they explained. Yeah. I know you didn't watch this, Jerry, because you hate this show. But they explained it <laughs> on this episode. Okay. Because the reason he keeps that would be a reason. The reason, because reasons. Uh, the reason yeah. he keeps running off is because the Black Flash is after him. That's right. And we get to see the Black Flash up close and personal this episode, which it was, was awesome. It was like a I don't zombie, trust no Black Flash. Zombie Zoom. He looked like to me. Um, Dark and Merlin while they're uh, they're trying to break while they're waiting for uh, they they put uh, Phil aka Rip up to breaking into his own bot you know vault or whatever 
while they're waiting for him to do that, they have a little discussion, and Merlin is like, why why does the speedster need us to do his bidding? Why does he run off all the time? Why is he so afraid of, you know? And he tries to explain to Dark that, you know, instead of fighting each other, like they keep bickering at each other, they should plan together, again, you know, to, to get um, equal footing with Thawne in the group, because Thawne treats them like lackeys, and I think that's why they kind of tore into each other. I understand Dark's response, though, of I see this, you turn me against him, I against you, blah, 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 him against us. I get why he was resistant to it at first, too. Right. He's like, well, he tells him it's almost a cliche for you to try to pit us against each other, you know. Um, He says we all need to be be there because that's how it works. Um, So um, Rip doesn't know the passcode. He does a retinal scan, and there's a voice scan he's supposed to do with the passcode he doesn't know, so Dark is like, ah, what the hell, and he starts killing everybody. And then they uh, they uh, escape, but without the whatever is in the box. On the wave, back on the Wave Rider now, um, they have the amulet, and they have no way to uh, to decode it, but um, instead they decide they do know somebody that can help them, it turns out to be Stein's daughter. So they bring her on the Wave Rider. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, the Arrow Cave. Who isn't going to be able to Can we swap out? Can we swap out? Can I swap out um, Rip and Ray and anybody else that tries to be a bro and swap her in? (laughs) Can we do that? Here's what Um, I would (laughs) Here's what I would like, and this is going from what happens at the very end of Legends. Okay? I would like Rip to join the Legion of Doom permanently yes wouldn't that be great to have the only way i would i would like him in the series is if he were to become a villain that's the only way i will accept him yes like they did with uh barbara and uh gotham how they fixed her character that could be where they're going a turn or evil so anyway um they they bring her onto the wave rider she finds out she's a time aberration for some nick yeah because you know mick mick you know is the patron saint of idgaf I'm saying. Well, it didn't <laughs> help that they kept staring at her and all stupidly. Like, I don't, y- y'all people don't know how to keep a goddamn secret for nothing. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Sheesh. So, meanwhile, Sarah, Nate, and Amaya are, are trying to figure out who this speedster could be. Uh, Sarah never met uh, Thawne, so she doesn't know. And the only one who has met Thawne was Stein, and he doesn't come back until later and explains to them who he is. And then they were able to deduce who Iobarthan is from that, or who the speedster is from that, because he himself, they figure out that he himself has to be a time aberration. And that's why they're not able to track him like they are the Flash, and that's why he's not in history or anything. So anyway, when they go back to their um Merlin and Dark go back to the lair, they stress out about having failed their mission or whatever, and they end up coming to blows with, with uh, swords. Merlin has my favorite line of the whole episode. Where he's like, oh, I, I, I had almost forgotten. He goes, forgotten one. He goes, how much I enjoyed this. And they fight some yeah. more. I Thought, liked the fight between the two of them. It was really well done. It made sense that they would fight, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It made sense they would be up in each other's grill. Because they were both, I mean, one one was Raish. And, you know, one oh. one wanted to be Raish, you know. Well, it ain't like they're the, they're the most uh, easy to get along with. Individually, they're not that easy to get along. With. Plus, they don't like neither one of them like taking orders. So. No, no, and they're and pretty much they're both dicks. And Phil is the one who stops them and says, "Look, it's like good, bad, and the ugly, and neither of you yeah. are Clint Eastwood." You know? Yeah. 
So yeah. you need to, you need to, um, you know, right. they should combine forces and take the guy that's treating them like lackeys, you know. I'm saying. So Merlin and Dark think it through, and they they agree they can bring Thon down uh, to their level and work together to get him on the evening playing field. So they go back to the Swiss bank that night inside the vault. Um, Merlin tortured the override code out of the bank manager, and the two of them go in and they wait. No one in the lair. Phil almost sets himself free, but then Thon ties him back up, threatens him, and then goes to the bank to meet his buddies. And then he gets there, and they shut the door on Thon, and they're like, okay, come clean. Why? What's going on? Why are you always running off? What, you know, you're either going to treat us like equals, or we're going to let you meet whatever it is that you're so afraid of. Yeah. So, um, they, you know, they lock him out, they lock him out, they lock him in the, the vault, and they make, they make him stew, and he stews, and he stews, and mm-hmm. finally, you know, they find Rip's box, and it turns out it's like a hard drive that stores Rip's brain, or something, uh, some sort of, like, memory dump or whatever. And then they, um, Thawne's not real happy about being trapped inside. And then, uh, first he's like, you know, you need me, um, you can't kill me. And then switches to, if I die, you die, kind of thing. And then finally concedes defeat. His minions watch in panic while his alarm watch goes off again. And he tells them all about the Black Flag, or the Black Flash. Tells them all about Black Flag, Henry Rollins, you know. Yeah, 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 sure. But uh, it's a speedster worse than a time wraith, the Black Flash, and it's already at the bank. You can hear it out there. Right. Um, Even though Thawne is panicking, Merlin and Dark immediately figure out what to do, and they pull a Jurassic Park. You know, you can't see you if you don't. Can't see you if you don't move, right? Right. Yeah, because when the Black Flash come around, you hide all your money in your books. Oh, I'm sorry. Damn, man. Okay, can we? I feel I feel bad about this. I feel like this is racism. <laughs> you I sure? need no, no, racism was what Daryl said about the Black Human Torch on nothing's on. <laughs> that, that was that racist. Was... I need a safe place. <laughs> do, you need, do you need? Have you been triggered? <laughs> I think I. Do you need an adult? For real, serious. I. I just said that. Don't like mansplain what I just said. Job dang. Okay, all right. So it's completely incorrect right now. Let's all leave. And they lock the Black Flash into a vault, and he's like, that won't hold him for long. No. And um, then we end the episode with Lily and Stein. Lily goes back to Central City. She's hurt because she's in an aberration. And uh, Stein's trying to explain to her that, you know, know, that that isn't what matters. Then we cut to... uh, um, New Jersey, 1776, Christmas Day, and Rip Hunter walks into, and it's Rip Hunter we know because he has a British accent, walks in and shoots uh, George Washington point blank, gangster style, with a 45 call from the future. And that is how we end Legends I, of Tomorrow. I really, the dummy, like, the whole thing with, with Jackson having to tell him how to be a person didn't make sense to me because aren't, aren't he had you done like that 40 for years others. old? Yeah, aren't you 40 years older than him? <laughs> like, if they had sh- right, if they had shown him to not be someone who can console other people previously, that's the, that is one of the many problems with this show. They forget their own stories when they do this. Like, you, Mick, I could understand. Mick doesn't get emotions. Like, right. telling if Mick had a daughter. You'd have to tell him, look, dude, there's certain things you have to do to encourage a child. You can't be you because you're just not, you don't encourage. But 
Stein has been that way. He encouraged um, Raymond Ray before he died. Raymond, he encouraged her. He 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 consoled um, Kate Caitlin back in like. So it's not. I don't understand why all of a sudden he's become a robot about his Maybe daughter. It's different when it's his own daughter. If anything, it'd be more. He'd be more Good into. Being there for her and what, like he got, he got along with her so well after they had got over the, the initial thing, you know, like even even begging, uh, you know, them not to say anything, like begging her not well, to white canary not to say anything. You know, though, Daryl, with the others that you're mentioning, though, he had already had a relationship built with them. The only relationship he's had with his daughter are memories that have flooded in that he really they're like like she's a familiar stranger to him. But so the emotions are still there. Right. But maybe it's hard for him to relate to. He's trying to figure out how to make her feel better, but he doesn't even know how to. But you don't have to pretend he's like a stunted idiot. Like, he well, no, but know. I'm just trying to give but the explanation of where the writer is isn't he kind of stunted as far as feels? I mean, that's not the kind. He's he's right brain. He's not. He, you saw like I mean, that's kind of been his thing. Is he's real I analytical? I feel that way. If, I would think that way if he wasn't so loving with his wife. Right. But that he, that's pain because because he went into the past and said, "Hey, spend more time." No, 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 no. Life. I mean, remember back in I don't. I mean, remember back on the in flash, flash. He was even very. He was very. He was very so. loving with his wife. Yeah. All right. Okay. So All that's right. what I'm saying. Like I like you. That's the, I guess that's the thing with these shows is that you are building this big long thing of continuity, and I'm not forgetting this because I'm a comic nerd. So when you do little things like this with the character, I can remember issue so and so, which is you know in Flash episode whatever. He was loving. He wasn't. He wasn't that type of. He would be forgetful of things because he gets so caught up in his. Right. And, and, and equations and all that kind of stuff. But when it when his wife entered that room, that actor turned on, that light went on in his eyes, yeah. and he was with her. So I don't see him being something where Jefferson had to say, you should tell her that you love her. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel right. he would have to say that to her. Yeah. To him. I mean, to be like that to his daughter. Especially when he practically cried begging uh, uh, her not to say, not to take her away, like not to take her out of the time timeline. Like he practically was dying, begging them, and practically defied them and said, look, you are not going to do that with my daughter. Like, so I just don't, I think they could have, they wasted time with this, making this little angst. When I think it would have just been more fun to just have an episode of him and his daughter just vibing off of figuring out a problem. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to have just seen that. From, from uh, what was that, like Eddie's father or whatever? Or that... Well, they didn't even need to have the the, 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 the whole thing with the <laughs> villain. Eddie's father. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, when they had the villain, I, I could be wrong, but I'm just saying for me, I, I would have been fine with you get the dark stuff with the villains when they're killing people and doing their thing. You don't need to have the angst on the ship with the heroes. Just have him and his daughter just figuring out a problem and just, you know, just having a good time. Like, 
I thought I would prefer that have been the case and she gotten along with everybody and then Mick let it okay. slip that she's a, a time aberration and then she'd be mad at his her father not because she feels he doesn't love her but because he didn't feel that she had a right to know that's fair that's what I would have I think would have been a better uh, issue as a scientist herself his she would be like you don't tr- I'm an adult and you don't trust me enough even as a scientist to tell me that th- like I couldn't get it like I wouldn't understand what this was yeah. and tell considering you know the medallion that couldn't crack she held it for like what 30 seconds and had it projecting it all on its map side on the yeah. wall yeah yeah so yeah, I give this episode an A minus, and I give it a minus because of all the um, legends that were in it. Yeah, because <laughs> I like I, I thought the Legion of Doom wow. was awesome, and I wish they would have their own show because I would like that show a lot better than I like Legends. So uh, you 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 generous, I I shoot. It's lucky it get a C plus plus, mm. and that's because of the people they added. And and the Legion of Doom. I I I'm with there. I'm not even a second plus. Because with Rip being in it, if Rip wasn't in it at all, I'd pro- it'd probably get a B. Yeah, well, that's why yeah, I, it a minus. I agree. I'll, I'll go B. I'll go B. It had its flaws, but it still was better than last week's, and last week's was awful. So B. So relatively speaking, this was good for Legends. They could have pooped in the toilet and not flushed, and it would have been better than last week. I'm grading on a curb here, okay? Curbs are wow. necessary in this day and age. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this episode of Arrow is called Second Chances. I liked it. Well, I'm already giving it away, but I liked better it. Than last, <laughs> better than last year, or last I week. I did, I did. Yeah. I liked yep. it. So liked first it. of all, we got the, um, the Felicity, and R- Felicity and Rory show. Yeah, we did get that. Um, they uh, they they start off the episode with uh, with uh, uh, Ollie and uh, um, oh god, I'm gonna forget his name now. Adrian Chase, yes, vigilante uh, DA Chase meeting uh, Diggle in in the in prison. Telling everybody, you're not supposed to tell. Oh, sorry. And um, he says that they're you know that he's got about a week before he's gonna fall into a hole and they're gonna throw away the hole. Mm-hmm. And then um, he says there is a file at the NSA though that could clear him maybe. If, if we can get a hold of it, you know, and uh, Oliver's response is, well, I'm sure Felicity will have fun hacking the NSA. <laughs> and she does. Um, so while she's hacking, somebody pops up and asks if she's Ghost Fox Goddess. <laughs> Say what? I guess that was her handle back in her goth days. Yeah. And, I was uh, trying to remember if they, on that goth episode that where she appeared from the past did I don't she remember that I don't remember either so. I don't know I gotta look back on that issue I, gotta, I don't I gotta get that comic out Felicity takes uh, Rory with her to watch her back in case something happens but it turns yeah. out she's meeting actually Felicity 2.0 uh, a bubbly young woman who got who became a hacktivist because of Felicity she reminded me uh, uh, the woman that played Supergirl what's her name Melissa Benoist yeah, a little bit. She reminded me of her a little bit. But she's kind of disappointed that her hero, uh, she's like, never meet your hero. So Ghost Fox Goddess stopped hacking and went corporate. And Felicity yeah. obviously wants to say, like, oh, like mm, I'm working with Green Arrow, hello. But she doesn't. She keeps it together. Yeah. Uh, this woman hands Felicity a jump drive and explains that her group Helix has a data cache in the NSA that could take down all kinds of 
do all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and, we're going back to the first season of right. taking down the corporate, you know, right. bad guy. She wants Felicity to go back to her old hacktivist ways. Um, Felicity plugs the jump drive into the Arrow Cave, and Top Secret File after Top Secret File zooms across the screen, and Felicity is amazed. Yes. Um, By the way, I and I understand the whole kindred spirit between the hacktivists there, uh, but I was surprised that she just goes back to her arrow cave into her super she don't advanced it, right. technology and just plugs a, a stranger's yeah, thumb yeah. drive into yeah. her network. I thought I th- that, I thought that too. strange, and yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that doesn't come back later in the yeah. season to bite her in the butt. I keep wanting her to be like, let me scan it first. Right. Like, let me put it into a separate drive first to see oh, if it's You cool. figure she's got all that mojo already. Yeah, yeah, I assume. Yeah, you, you assume that. Because she's Felicity, dude. Yeah, <laughs> she should know better. Meanwhile, Oliver, Renee, and Curtis go on the road to Hub City. And they didn't run into Teen Titans Go while they were there. Because that's, where, that's where Teen Titans Go are as well. That's what I thought of when I was watching them. I'm like, uh, Hub City. <laughs> I just think of the question. Um, three years ago, Tina Boland was a Central City cop working a drug ring with her uh, partner and lover, Vince. But then this maid baddie named Sonos, and maybe they should have gotten the hint that he had powers by that name, because no normal person has that name. No. Um, There's that guitarist that Joe Sonos Autry, right? That's Joe Satriani. Oh, you're right. Not even close to the same, although... Uh, uh, sure, just stretch it along and make yeah. it fit. His name's Paul and Palindrome, man. That should have yeah. been a kick- kicker right there, you know? That's right. Um, trying to add something. <laughs> since Tobias Church left, Sonos has moved into the power position in Hub City. Mm-hmm. And um, she, when uh, Tina's, uh, Tina's trying to take him down, she's joined on a rooftop by Green Arrow, Mr. Trivic, and Wild Dog. She turns down their offer, and I mean, as soon as she did, I knew she would take it by the end of the episode. Oh, of course we did. We knew that. She did. I like, I like her line here. If you get in my way, I'll send the three of you back to Star City with your nuts in a sling. Awesome. And who did your braids? <laughs> we know this. It's been explained now. No. It was flash. posted on our Facebook page. The Flash. Oh, the Flash does it for Okay, I get it. It makes perfect sense. Perfect sense. Maybe it's Black Flash. He does it. They get to the uh, the Big Belly Burger and they're they're talking and they're eating. Uh, Arrow calls Captain Singh from Central City. Uh, Fat Man Dream. I kept staring at the burger and I had to rewind it back to see what they were talking about. That was a good burger. Just burger. saying. Uh, just saying. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Singh Singh says, "How do I know this is the real Arrow and not just some nut job with a voice modulator?" Mm-hmm. So Oliver like taps out a text and it's like seconds <laughs> later Barry is leaving a, a red blur behind with a, a post-it yeah. note that says he's legit. Crossover. Yeah, they should do more than more stuff like that. You know? That's what I'm talking about. That's what you, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. So they go. They find uh, Tina's place, and of course, it's got the murder board with the photos and the red string. Yeah, she don't clean. It's got clean. like the question or whatever. Like they always have the wall, whole wall covered with photos with like oh, strings, yeah. you know, yeah, back and forth. And it turns out that uh, Tina's interrogating someone in the next room. Um, while the hero's trying to interrupt, she accidentally kills her hostage. No, she don't accidentally do it. Well, yeah, there's no accident about it. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, she killed him. Yeah, she straight up smushed his head sonically. Yeah. I saw a lot of anger online about this. 
they're destroying the memory of Black Canary by Kirk Gillen. Well, how many people has Oliver killed? I mean, come on, man. I, I know. Well, I think it comes from the comic book side and not the, the TV side. So Oliver chases Tina out the window, and then um, he stops her in the, in the alleyway, and he's, he, she wants to know why he's still bothering her. And he says, you've been running away for three years. I've been there, and I can help you find your way back. I've been there. Yeah. I so, ran, too. I run every day. So Curtis and Renee discuss why they're so intent on Tina, and then uh, Renee says, maybe this team is all about finding second chances. And thank you for hitting us over the head with tonight's metaphor. Appreciate it. Uh, yes, second <laughs> chances. And is that the title brought, of the episode? How, yeah, how subtle? brought to you by second chances. Um, they... Uh, they say that if they help her take down Sonos, they'll leave her alone, so she agrees. They break in, they fight, and uh, Oliver you know, is trying to talk Tina into not killing him, uh, killing people, <laughs> and uh, she kills and, and shoots Sonos dead. That was funny, though. Whoa. What, would, what would he would do? And then he shoots that guy he'd want me to do that. <laughs> well, after she shoots him four yeah, times. Yeah. Well, and of course she has to do that to later have the I thought I'd feel so much better afterwards yeah. moment. So. I have, you ever had that not-so-fresh feeling after you murder your nemesis? Yeah, I mean, the smell of blood and, and you know, human uh, waste yeah. and everything. What do you do with that? I don't... Intestinal I don't spill. You know, it's a, it's a smell you don't get rid of. No. Uh, back in Star City, Felicity leaks the NSA's case against Walker, which means the DA Chase got Diggle released on bail and filed a motion to dismiss. And Backpack Baby is free. Yay, Backpack Baby. <laughs> so, um, Oliver's working on the mayor's office, and the assistant pops in and says, Tina Bullen's there to see him. And then, uh, does anyone not know his secret identity? Uh, yeah, right. not anymore. I not guess anymore. not. Was no. it in the paper or something? Was it on the cover of Us magazine? I don't know what was going on with that. Well, he couldn't get the front page, so he basically just went to another magazine. So, so from right, so they talk, and uh, she says, "You know, Sansa's death didn't help me the way I thought it would." And uh, he asks Oliver, she asks Oliver, Oliver, how he keeps living with so much pain. And he says, "I'm still working on that myself, but I can tell you, it helps not to be alone." And then it turns out that her real name is Dinah Drake. <gasps> and he almost cried. And he said, "I had a friend named Donna. Dinah. She was the reason I saw you out." Oh my god! And my mom's name is Martha. Oh God! Oh God! Is your mom's name Martha too? Oh my God! <laughs> it was promised. I don't want to wait. <laughs> Her life is over, though. Yeah, we're not crawling out of windows. Um, I'm too old for that. And now, <laughs> and for the flashback this week. Mm-hmm. Um. She meets, he meets Talia Ghul, Al Ghul. Just say it's Batman Begins, but they just change gender. Yes. Yes, that's kind of cool. And I like interesting. That. I like the line she says here, you know, to use a bow and arrow requires patience and discipline. You yeah. Know? yeah. It's a nice little bit of foreshadowing. Yeah. Um, he has some good gun foo moments here. I and did that, like that. That was cool. Uh, that gun yeah. and hand-to-hand combat mixture was cool. Oh, he yeah. He climbs in the back of Yurevich's car and beats him to death. I like how I like how they cut it though. He aims the gun. He's like, "Don't kill me!" Then he turns the gun around, and I like when he when he he just like this is take a minute. This is only take a minute. And then he goes in and proceed, and the car just starts shaking. 
And then yeah. he's like, all right, I'm done. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. And Ty is like, good, we can talk. <laughs> yeah. And he chides, he's like, I'm going to whip your ass when I get to you. She, chides, she chides him for chasing down Coburn and all the other bad yeah. guys. And then uh, she's like, why do you deny your father's wish for you? She, somehow she knows about the list. And, oh, right? Uh, and right? he's like, it's only, um, she says, it's only when the monster becomes someone else, something else. Right. Where we've heard that before, dun, 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 that you're free to be Oliver Queen. Yes, I'm saying. And then we get to see the first time that Oliver Queen sits up in leather and a hood. And cool. then she, he goes, I don't know if I'm ready. I will help you become ready. Uh, I, now, see, that's what I would have wanted to see last two seasons ago. Yeah. And then stop with this flashback bullshit. Yeah. See him training. I don't care about anything else. I just want to see him training. If it doesn't have to do with him training, because that's what we got in the first season of this. If it ain't got anything to do with him training, I don't want to see it. Right. Okay. And, no. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I, listen. Enough with the with that whole thing of of Black Canary being so goddamn special. Why do we need she another could, canary? She ever. could barely fight. She got her ass kicked all the right. time. Same. She was always in trouble, and she always got in arguments with him because she'd almost right. always get killed. What the yeah. hell is he talking about? They're not good enough to be Laurel. Stop True. it. <laughs> Stop it. Curtis is almost better than Laurel, and that's saying something. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And, and you have to give Laurel the statue. You know what wow. I mean? God damn it. When I saw that part, that almost made me want to give the show an F. Yeah. I Just give... from them talking about they're not good enough when they were naming all these people, the candidates that could take right. over. I was right. like, what kind of bullshit are you talking about? Yeah, I don't know what his, his session is with finding out a new canary is either, but... um. I give this episode like a B minus. It was better than last week. Yeah, I, lo- much I, I love the uh, I love the little uh, crossover with Flash with the post it, and love uh, it. I, love I loved all that. Again, I'm with you, Daryl, on this whole. Why does he need a Black Canary? Why couldn't he just get someone else for the team? But not a big deal. I don't uh, understand. But yeah. I like her though. Yeah, I, I like the like actor. I like that actress. She's much. I more, like that actress. Yeah, she's better than Katie Cassidy. That's for sure. Yeah, so they what, did a disservice to Katie. They they did a yeah. disservice. So what do you give this episode of The Arrow? I'll give it a B minus. Only little shits here and there, like the the Black Canary thing, and of course revealing your identity so fast, and right, little things like that. But for overall, I enjoyed it, and now I look forward to seeing the flashbacks because I want to see him training again. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's a it's it's a B minus, and. I mean, all in all, I'm I'm still not totally keen on the continuation of the flashback trope that they have in this show, but at least it's in, it's more interesting now. But I'm with you, Daryl. That's what we would have wanted maybe two, three seasons ago. Because that's what worked for me when he was right. training with uh, with Slade. That's what I wanted. I I right. enjoyed that 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 whole thing of him training before Slade with the other guy. I forgot his name. The father. Of uh, I forgot his name, but when he trained him, I liked that. That's the stuff I liked. And then when they got away from that, I don't give a damn about no damn Russian thing. I didn't give a damn about the whole 
him leaving. Once he left the island, I was done. I didn't, I don't care about the flashbacks. Once he leaves the island, like it's just stupid to me. Yeah. Jerry. B plus. It was good. There were problems. There was a lot of stuff where I was going like, wow, like I can't even go there with you. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm not old man Daryl. I'm not like, you know, oh, like geez. 20 minutes and, you know. Got like, to be, why you got to be like that, though? Wow. You got the young girls so playing. <laughs> and on that salty note. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> And on that salty yeah. note, let me uh, direct to you if you, uh, if you think, I want to thank my co-host for joining me tonight. If you want to, more geeky podcasts, then head on over to TaylorNetworkOfPodcast.com. You'll find, uh, the uh, empire run by the mogul, the emperor himself, Mr. Daryl Taylor, who is, you know, on this show. Uh, you've been listening yes, to him. Yes, Prophecy. Pro- Mr. Prophecy over there. The yeah. prophet himself. That's right. Uh, there's no apologies. There's go truck yourself if you're a Star yeah. Trek fan. There's forced conversations if you're a Star mm-hmm. Wars fan. Uh, Sunday comics will be coming back soon. All right. Uh, Black Black Flash podcast. News. Uh, and, uh, there's also nothing's on where we cover all the TV and movie news. Yeah. Um, and we we uh, uh, with uh, Donnie Salvo when we can afford him, and <laughs> and Terrell and myself. Uh, all kinds of great podcasting over there. Go ahead, go ahead and check that out. Also, HHWLOD is where this podcast originated from. You can go there to find the Walking Dead TV podcast. And Walking Dead comes back on, I think it's next week. Oh, man. So we'll be covering new episodes of that. Uh, Chubb and Daryl are on that show with me, along with Craig DeMonda, sometimes Russ, and uh, sometimes Aaron Neuwirth. Um, we'll also get to find more of Hashtag Passages, uh, presented by Taco Bell, Liv Moss. Um, that'll be exciting. Half Hour Wasted is back on the air. They just did a new episode over there. That's pretty sweet. It's All Connected is firing once again on all cylinders, so you can check out all the Marvel shows on TV over there, much like we cover all the DC TV shows over there. Only, of course, there are far fewer of them because they are lazy. Uh, that's all <laughs> That's all at hhwlod.com. Uh, check that out. And until next week, thank you very much for joining me, everybody. Uh, thank you for Absolutely. co-hosting, and we are ghosts. Good night. Good night. Laters. All right, let's. I came back to my hometown incognito to forget about it all. Suddenly I heard, "Hey there, papito, papito, papito. you don't ever give a call." Drunk girl, policeman. Now, where have you been all my life? I've been skipping school since then. Yeah, I've been watching trains swiftly rolling by. I've been jumping them without long goodbyes to uncover rules of life and how to break them well. Yeah.